Laker fans can come in here. The Celtic fans can come in here. Laker fans can come in here. But take that L on the way out. Dallas coming off a loss last night to San Antonio, 119-109. As Murray hits the three. To... Nine to shoot. Grant sets up Gary Harris. Good look there. Two question I asked to one of their insiders tonight. He's not there yet. He's had some more work. Grant, he checks straight away. Yes! Jason Curry to Jokic. Your place to get weekly Denver Nuggets news, highlights, and opinions with your host, Arthur Knight, and your co-host, Nick Basher. All right. What up, Denver? It's your boy, Arthur Knight, and this is Take That L on GoMileHigh.com. You can follow us on Take That L on Facebook, and you can follow us at Take That L 5 on Twitter. Uh man, we're 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 kind of living a, a a bit of a dream here, Denver, Colorado. We have the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. They are at Game Five. They are playing the Los Angeles Lakers, the Titans of the league, and they are playing against them well. Um, to me, it looks like they can beat this team as long as they have a fair uh game and a fair refereed game. But we'll get into that. Um. Behind the boards, as always, we've got our lovely JG, and we have a guest in the house today. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put him on blast, and I'm not gonna put him on the mic, but we do have a guest coming, coming by to see uh, how we do it here. He says he's a big fan, and he listens to us on Spotify, so we're greatly appreciative of him. Um, so I'm gonna get right into it, man. Um, okay, the Nuggets lose Game Four, and once again. The Nuggets are down 3-1 in the series. But we'll get to that later, too. First, I have something to get off my chest here, man. Um, I couldn't be more disappointed in in a player in, in my life. So, to, to uh, you know, I'm, I'm alluding to uh, LBJ, LeBron James, and or the Lakers organization wrote a letter to the NBA about the lack of trips to the foul line that LeBron James is not getting. Um and as a result, LBJ ended up shooting 14 free throws in game four. Uh, first, let me state before I go on, on, on my little tyrant here, this man, LeBron James and Anthony Davis in this bubble have averaged more free throws than any other player barring the beard, okay? Um, they averaged, uh, I believe LeBron averages seven a game, and his boy AD averages eight or nine a game, free throws wise, okay? So th- th- this is what what's really getting to me and, and, and angering me and really pissing me off. Um, look, I was a low-key fan of LeBron James, both as a player and as a person. Um, I have never considered him the GOAT. I've said that on this show. He's not the GOAT. Um, him, him writing a letter to the NBA solidifies that in my mind, that he's not the GOAT. But I have always had him in my top three players ever. You know, it, it's either – I think this is goes for most people. Um, you either have – uh, MJ, Kobe, LeBron, or you have MJ, LeBron, Kobe, or you have Kobe, MJ, LeBron, etc. You have those three names 
in the top three at all times, right? Most people do. And he was in my top three. Well, with this move, he has lost me completely as a fan uh, of the player for good. Um, I still respect the man. Uh, he is off the court because he has done a lot for the black community with his platform. That's no doubt. Nobody can take that from him. He's still um, a, a big man. You know, I, I still admire him for the things, you know, opening his school where he came from in the inner city. Um, you know, he's done a lot of great things off the court. But, you know, but as a player, or if, you, if you're in the uh, conversation of GOAT status, he will be lucky to crack the top 20 in my book. Um, and, th- and that's in my book. And I'm not, I'm not a big, you know, big superstar or anything of that nature. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you're a fan of basketball, not just on the NBA level, but uh, a fan of basketball in general, what, what LeBron James did um, – was whiny it was crybaby it was unsportsman uh you know if exactly if everybody if everybody were to complain like he did about fouls like no let me put it to you this way every other team is told to shut up and play through the fouls you know the 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 superstars are going to get fouls they're going to get this they're going to get that but why, why can't you tell the superstars to shut up and play too? Like this is the only time I would tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble. This is the only time I would tell that man to shut up and dribble. And I hate that term because, because it came from a racist white woman. But I still feel like in this instance, he should have just shut up and dribbled. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, he, not, he fouled Triple M, Mean Mug Murray, three times in the closing minutes of the games and he didn't get called for none of that. And, and they were clear cut fouls. He also charged Jeremy Grant in that, in that quarter. And that was a clear cut charge. But yet when Malone challenged it, the referee still called it a blocking foul, even though he literally lowered his shoulder and bulldozed over Grant. Oh God, no, <laughs> God, please. No, no, no. I'm, I'm telling you, that's how, that's how I felt during game four that is exactly that is the embodiment of how i felt watching this game i'm just like oh my god these referees are not are just going to allow him to do whatever he wants um and look i'm not here and i never will be one to blame refs all the time for bad play by a team uh especially my favorite teams i'm not one ever to blame referees uh, typically, the numbers ultimately will tell the story of what happened on the quarter in any sport in any game. If you look at the statistics, they will basically bear out. Now, I'm not talking about the advanced plus minus and the betting stuff. I'm talking about the actual nitty gritty base of what basketball and 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 most sports are. Um, and, and I typically, like I said, the, the, the numbers will ultimately tell the story of what happened on the court. But in this game, in this game, guys, I'm, I'm a little confused. I'm a little confused on the numbers because the numbers bear out that the Nuggets should have won this game handily. Um, it, the numbers in the past few games have shown that the Nuggets have been the more aggressive team. They've been better than the Lakers. They are a better than the Lakers. And yet they still have three losses. Hmm. How does that work? How does that work when the numbers don't bear that out? When when the aggressive team still loses and has less free throws, etc. Um, allow me to take a little bit of time to explain. Uh, okay, the Nuggets shot uh, 51% from the floor 
and 35% from three, right? Which isn't stellar. That's not stellar, but it's solid. Uh, the Lakers shot 48% from the floor and 38 from three. Again, not stellar, but solid. The Nuggets technically shot better, right? And nobody can argue with that. They, they actually shot better from both. Uh, yeah, it's only by a couple of percentage points, but it's still uh, better. The numbers tell that story. 51 to 48 35 to 33. I mean, that's, yeah, you're, you're, you're not talking huge numbers, but when you're talking percentages, that, that, that's a lot. That's a lot. That just means the Nuggets basically outplayed them from the floor and from three, right? Stay with me. All right. So the Nuggets, because that, that still doesn't tell us the story of why the Nuggets lost, right? At least not to me, because from those numbers, the Nuggets should have won. So now we move on to the Nuggets grab 33 boards having six of them come on offense uh, on the offensive side of the bo- uh, the ball and the Lakers on, had 41. Okay. Okay. Typically, I'm that person that will always be the first to say and even tweeted as such at, uh, on at Arthur Knight Sports and that's a shameless plug. Yes it is. Uh, that the Nuggets will have have to crash the boards in every game in order to win. Every game they're going to have to out rebound the Lakers. Period. Um, in, in almost every game they have, except for this game, which is weird. Um, maybe, maybe one other game, maybe game two or game one, they might've been out rebound, but for the most part, the nuggets have held their own. Um, and if you can suffocate the Lakers offense by limiting their possessions, then you will have a, a better outcome and a great shot, not a good shot, a great shot to beat any team in the NBA or at basket at the game of basketball period. So with that said, eight rebounds in a game doesn't really seem like a significant uh, amount to consider it the reason, quote-unquote reason, the Nuggets lost games, game four. Are you still with me, Denver? Are you still following me, Nuggets Nation? Um, because uh, the only thing in my mind that made the difference in this, in this game was free throws, period. And I, I hate to be that fan, but the fact of the matter is, it was free throws, not just the amount of free throws, but also when the calls were made in the specific times that they were made, right? Um, but let's start with this. Denver was 20 of 23, and the Lakers were 28 of 35. 28 of 35. They shot five more free throws or made five more free throws than the Nuggets were even allowed to take. Say what? 28. out of 35 that's what the lakers were so 35 free throws on the nuggets the nuggets had 28 personal fouls do the math people 28 personal fouls but 35 free throws how does that make sense ain't nobody got time for that (laughs) well they obviously had time They had time because they they took them. Um, But still, uh, 28 personal fouls. Now, the Nuggets had those 23 free throws, but on the Lakers, 25 personal fouls. Now, if if you're a numbers person, that would bear fruit in your mind that, okay, well, that makes sense. The Nuggets or the Lakers had 25 personal fouls. The Nuggets, you know, 23 of those, they took free throws. Okay, I get that. But can you see what I'm saying, Denver? Are, are, is it is it coming into your mind exactly what I'm, I'm trying to get across here? The Nuggets never got into the bonus all night as far as I can tell. And I've watched this game, I don't know how many times, at least five. 
Uh, that's the only way the Lakers receive seven to eight more free throws than the Nuggets committed fouls. Take away seven points from the Lakers' final score at 114. Take that away. And what's the score? The Nuggets win by one. Right. So if you're if you're if you're a savvy basketball player, you can see that that's that's happening. Um, that plus if LBJ is called on his fouls, he committed on triple M. That's theoretically one to four more points than Nuggets score. Um, I can only justify that because Murray didn't miss a free throw in the game. So I don't I don't know what else to tell y'all. But the bottom line is, is that the refs are playing a, a lot, a lot too much into this series. And they're kind of pushing the Lakers into the finals. And I, I think it's crap. And I think the, the league should be ashamed of itself. Um, with that said, we are going to have a special guest later on in the in the show today. So stick stick around for that. Um, you are listening to Take That L on GoMileHigh.com. Give a damn about your family dysfunction So shut your damn mouth when you in the man's house You pass out when I shatter that glass mouth And my jiu-jitsu faster than pit crews You wake up from that coma, you be asking who hits you Every day, across this country Hundreds of college radio stations take to the air Broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and College Radio is that place for it. College Radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in College Radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College Radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support College Radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College Radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, man. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Hoodie, young Papsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com. You're listening to Take That L with my daddy, Arthur Knight. Now take it away, daddy. All right. Welcome back to Take That L. I am Arthur Knight, and you are listening to GoMileHigh.com. You can follow us on Take That L on Facebook and Take That L5 on Twitter. All right. So... We have a lot to talk about, but we're going to get to it in segment three. And I, again, I do have a, a surprise guest uh, coming in in our fourth block, and it is going to be um, a big surprise, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But first, we are going to do our give and go. 
And as soon as JG is ready, she's going to kick it to us. Around here, we already know that Jamal Murray, a.k.a. Mean Mug Murray, a.k.a. The Blue Arrow, is an all-star. But is he working his way into superstar status? Uh, I'm going to go with yes. Um, I think that he's getting a lot of play on ESPN. I'm seeing his name pop up all over the web. Um, as the question alludes to, yeah, we've, we've all known in Denver, uh, the potential of Jamal Murray, Mr. Triple M mean mug Murray. Uh, we've all known the potential. He just needed to get consistent and and have an opportunity to show what he can do in the playoffs. And now he, that he's here and he's being able to shine. Um, he, he's doing his thing, man. Uh, he had 32 points, eight assists three boards in that game for he did everything he could do to try to win that game for the nuggets uh unfortunately he got cheated by a um by a crybaby and um i'm not gonna go too deep into that again but the fact of the matter is is that he did everything that he could to win that game and yes he is on his way to superstar status hopefully he'll be getting those calls uh next season after the league reviews all of the uh tape from all of these playoff series and then you know plus i hear the nuggets and organization sent tapes to the league in response to lebron james uh i need to confirm that i'm saying it on live on air but i need to confirm that i have read a couple of articles that the the nuggets have responded to the league excuse me to the lakers uh through the quote-unquote proper channels as well. Um, so, yeah, I do believe that the Blue Arrow is on his way to superstar status, uh, and that that is just hands down. All right, JG, hit me with that second one. What lead to a Jokic uh, subpar game? What is it <laughs> – sorry. What <laughs> is it the Lakers had – I'm sorry, this question is – Worded funny. <laughs> <laughs> what is, was it the Lakers that had a good plan to slow him down or did Jokic just have a bad game? All right. Yeah, that was a tough one. Maybe, maybe the person who wrote it should uh, learn how to write. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about me, That's not you. her. That's yeah, you. <laughs> that would be me. All right. So what led to Joker's subpar game? Was it the Lakers uh, who had, who had a good um, a good game plan, or was it that uh, Joker just didn't show up? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with that the Lakers had a good game plan. They attacked him early. Uh, they attacked him tough. Um, they basically took him out of his element, out of his game, which normally doesn't rattle Jokic. He's usually a person who doesn't get rattled at all. Um, he's usually cool as a cucumber, uh, especially in the stretch of games. But when he gets into foul trouble, that's different. And I think that uh, the Lakers coaching staff figured that out. In years past, when Jokic gets into foul trouble, he plays a lot more timid. He doesn't play with as, as much authority. He's not as aggressive. And that's exactly what played out in this game. So I would have to tilt my hat to the Lakers on that one, that they, they took him out of the game. Like, he did not show up because he still had about 16 points. Um, he still played hard. He played well. Um, but they basically took him out of the game, unfortunately. Uh, and we're going to have to see tonight if he can uh, counterpunch him. Give me that next one, JG, and hopefully I, I worded this one correctly. 
Can the Nuggets make history again, or will this be the end of the road? And it was worded better. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe it. Um... I'm going to go, I'm going to say the the Nuggets can make history again. Uh, call me a homer. Um, say I'm being unrealistic, whatever you want to want to want to call it. But I feel like the Nuggets have been in this position how many times now? And, and I mean, just in this playoff run, they've been in this position twice. Um, they're undefeated in elimination games in the bubble. They're the only team that are undefeated in elimination games in the bubble. So can the Nuggets make history again? Sure. Are they going to? (sighs) It really will depend. It really will depend on how the league responds to all the BS when it comes to fouling and all of that. In my opinion, they should just let these two teams play these next three games, um, take the referees out of it, and allow these two teams to, you know, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, this throw slug after slug in the middle of the ring and see who's standing at the end. That's what we, that's what I feel like should be happening in the next three games. Um, I, I probably won't get my wish, but um, the fact of the matter is, is that I don't feel like this is the end of the road. Um, AD has an injury. LeBron has an injury. Um, those are tide turners in, in a series when your best two players are not at a hundred percent, that's going to mean that your role players are going to have to step into different roles. So can the Lakers role players step it up? I mean, the only one that has is Ron Rajon Rondo. He's the only one that has really uh, stood out to me as a basketball player. I'm not even going to look at, uh, the big head purple monster that they keep sending at Jokic because all he is is being out there is to get six fouls and get off the court so to me he's not even a real basketball player and he's not even in there to make basketball plays um so yes can the Nuggets make history I'm sorry to make such a long-winded answer uh to such a short question but yes I I truly believe that the Nuggets can make history if they take what has happened to them in the three games that they lost and use it as, uh, I, I usually say chalkboard, but nobody uses chalkboards anymore, but they use it as a rallying cry um, and, and just basically keep that in the forefront of their minds that that they're playing not only five players from the Lakers on the court, but they're also playing three other players that wear stripes. So uh, JG hit me with that last one. <laughs> Though we all can see that MPJ is a defensive liability, should he get more minutes when closing quarters or should he get less minutes because of his deficiencies? All right. Well, man, that is such a tough question. And I know I wrote it, but it is really such a tough question because um, when you think about it, and and I wrote this question based upon – great job, JG. uh, I wrote this question based upon a lot of information that I've been getting from, you know, friends, family. You know, I talk to people, sports writers, um, whatnot. I I talk to a lot of people, people at my school, people at work, um, Facebook. uh, And I've just been getting a lot of information about, you know, or I've been hearing a lot about MPJ. He needs to be in more. He needs to be playing more minutes. He needs to be doing more. Um, but his deficiencies were so glaring in, uh, in game four. It was so glaring. I couldn't even, 
I couldn't even wrap my mind around why he was in the game for most of the time. I, I honestly couldn't. I really couldn't because it seemed like every Laker, every Laker, and I'll, I'll go back and check the game again, but I don't think there's not one Laker unless they didn't play a minute in the bench. There's not one Laker that did not take that man to the hole. Not one. Kyle Kuzma, everybody was just like, if I see MPJ's number, um, if I see MPJ's number, then I'm just going to go straight to the rack. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, Kyle Kuzma blew past him um, on a give and go, or not even a give and go. I just think LeBron James was standing at the three-point line, uh, and he got caught looking, ball watching uh, LeBron James to see if he could sneak in and get a steal. And his man cut to the basket and got an easy layup. Um, you know, I've been, I've been typically hard on this kid. And I've also been an advocate of him being in the starting lineup, but I agree with coach and what he said at the end of the game. If you're not going to give uh, quality defensive minutes, um, why, why would you be on the court? Why would you be on the court uh, at all? Um, and with that said, we would typically go into our next segment with the pick and roll, but I don't have anybody to play today. So we're going to talk more Nuggets basketball. We're going to get into uh, injuries with the Lakers and what the Nuggets need to do to win this game. You will be right back with Take That L on GoMileHigh.com. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Young Papsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com. Come on in to the Kacharis River Bed and Breakfast for an inviting and relaxing retreat in the southwestern Colorado mountains. Whether you're kicking up your feet in the comfy day room or sipping on cocktails down by the river, you're sure to have a great time. Enjoy fishing, hiking, and hunting, all with the comforts of walk-in showers, private balconies overlooking the beautiful Kacharis River and Valley, and breakfast cooked fresh daily by the loving hands of the owner, Galen Smith. If you get hungry in the afternoon or evening, grab a cold one, good company, and grill out on the deck. Or you can come sit stay at the famous Dog Bar and Grill, just a stone's throw from the B&B. 
Book your room now at kacharasriverbnb.com. That's C-U-C-H-A-R-A-S riverbnb.com. Kacharas River Bed and Breakfast. Tell them Arthur sent you. What does it take to be on air? It's not just the personality, though it does help. It takes drive, creativity, passion, and the willingness to develop yourself and truly find what makes you special. At Go Mile High, students are given this chance to become something great. You never know. Someone you're hearing right now could be the next big thing, and you could be the first to know how it all started. So keep listening, because you never know what's next on GoMileHigh.com. You're listening to on GoMileHigh.com. Yo, yo, all right, we are back. This is Take That L, and I am Arthur Knight. All right, so what do the Nuggets have to do to win tonight's game? What do they have to do, guys? I don't know. They have to keep playing harder. <laughs> what do they have to do to, to get in the minds of the refs in the league and, you know, everybody else? I know the Lakers fear them. You could tell by the way the Lakers are playing. You could tell especially by the way LeBron's playing, by the way he fouled Murray so hard and called him out. Like, well, you know, especially after Murray's little MJ uh, layup under his arm, which has been on SportsCenter's top 10 or top five for like three days now uh, because that move was just insane. He went up looking like he was going to dunk it with the left hand, brings it back up under LeBron's J- LeBron James' arm and lays it up on uh, on the right with his right hand. And what's priceless to me is I've watched the clip, I don't know how many times, I mean, probably 20, 30 times, just to, because I'm a junkie. We, we all know that. If you've listened to the show, you know I'm a, a basketball junkie. I will watch basketball over and over and over and over and over again. So I've watched this clip probably about 20, 30 times. And the look on LeBron's face, <laughs> he looks so, he's got this mug on his face like he's going to swat this ball into orbit, man. He's going to hit this ball so far, it's going to go out of Orlando and into orbit, right? He, he's going to swat it so hard. And then Murray, Murray switches it from his left hand to his right hand and goes under. And his face changes it to like what I can only describe as, oh, no, type face. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only face that I could, you know, or describe it audibly his facial expression <laughs> during that time and I, I honestly do think that that had a lot to do with uh him calling uh, I got Murray you know Murray's not about to win this game for the Laker or for the Nuggets and and uh you know I'm gonna shut him down by fouling him three times in a row and stealing the momentum I, I basically think that that's honestly the way that it went down um also uh I do want to get into uh you know before I run out of any time I also want to get into just a few positives of the game, uh, of game four before we get into game five. Uh, Jeremy Grant still looked in rare form. He still looked good. Yeah, he didn't score into the 20s, but he still scored 17 points. Um, the only thing I need him to do is crash the boards a little bit more. Jeremy, uh, you know, just, man, I always see him. As soon as the shot goes up, he starts backpedaling, and that drives me nuts um, because uh, you're 6'10", bro. You're six. You're 6'10". You should be hovering <laughs> near the Come glass on, area. Man. 
you should be hovering. And I love Jeremy Grant, and I, I want the Nuggets to re-sign him, but he needs to have a nose for the ball a little bit more. Um, Paul Millsap played a gritty game. He didn't have a stellar game when it comes to stats, uh, only 5.6 boards, but he seemed to be the only one that um, – was basically absorbing contact and not trying to avoid contact. And if the Nuggets can figure out a way not to try not to avoid contact in this game tonight um, and, and take on that contact, I think they have a good chance uh, of beating this Lakers team and winning over the refs. Um, Gary Harris had a abysmal game. Uh, G Money, my man, G Money. I don't know what's up with him. He was playing really solid D, but there's really no no guards per se for him to shut down in this game. And he's not really going to shut down a LeBron James. Um, he's a great defender, but he's not, he's not that good. Um, he, he, he can't stop six, six, eight, six, nine, 200 plus pounds, 220 pounds of, of man, uh, coming down the lane. I don't care how good of a defender you are, unless you're a good size, like Jeremy Grant or, um, say a, you know, I was going to say MPJ, but he's not really, I mean, he's got height, but he doesn't have size. Uh, maybe like a Tory Craig or a, not even a Mason Plumlee. I don't think he has the athleticism to stop him, but if you have like a Tory Craig or a, um, uh, Jeremy Grant, those, those two guys have the length, the strength, um, and the defensive prowess to, be able to slow down a LeBron James, especially Jeremy Grant, because he's done it. Um, that's the whole reason why LeBron James came out and played the way he did in this last game was because of the fact that everybody's been talking about how Grant shut him down and how uh, Grant has shut down or Paul Millsap has shut down AD and his shooting percentage was 25% when Millsap was on him, etc. That's kind of the reason why the Lakers came out and played the way that they played. Um, but there were a lot of positives in this game. Uh, Monte Morris is still playing very well. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., even with his defensive deficiencies, is still shooting well. Um, he seems still lost on offense and defense about what he should be doing. But when they throw him the ball and he hucks one up, man, it's bottom of the net every single time. Like it, it seems like, you know, and his shooting percentage isn't, isn't extremely high, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And having 13 points in, in 21 minutes isn't bad. Um, he probably, if he hadn't missed a couple of them threes and maybe even got a little more aggressive, had some better handles, he probably would have had 17 along with Grant this game, which would have been perfect for the Nuggets. Um, but Monte Morris is still playing really well, still shooting efficiently. Um, 12 points in 27 minutes with only four assists for a point guard is not very good, even off the bench. Um, so he could have had a better game. But he he didn't he didn't have a bad game and uh, I mean none of the Nuggets really had a bad game except for G Money sadly because uh, he only had three points and two rebounds and zero assists um, and that was off of his one three point shot I think he shot two or three and he was one of three um, it, which makes me really really sad because I'm a I'm a huge I'm a huge Gary Harris fan. Um, but he seems to be lost in this series only because of the fact that it's a big man heavy series. Um, and he's a two guard. He's a true two guard. He is your uh, number two on any team. He's going to shut down your best score guard wise, even maybe through the three, unless it's LeBron James. Um, but he offensively just hasn't shown up um, very much in this series. The past few games, especially in the game that the Nuggets won, he showed up very fairly well, but 
In this game, he didn't show up at all. Um, Torrey Craig showed up defensively. Mason Plumley looked like he was completely lost out there, especially during the time that Jokic was in foul trouble late in the third and, and early fourth quarter. Um, you got zero production from Mason Plumley. I mean, three points, one rebound. You got zero production from the man in 14 minutes. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people say Bull Bull should be getting some of the minutes. I think I think you could take four minutes from Plumlee, Plumlee and, and give those four minutes to Bull Bull to give you a little bit of shooting during that time, that that stretch that um that that Joker the Joker the Joker uh Joker was uh off the floor and unable to give life to the offense. Um, Plumlee was not the man in that pick and roll. They didn't even play him. His guy just stayed on the low block staring at him. Like he's not going to shoot from higher from the free throw line or higher. He's not a three point shooting center. He's not even a jump shooting center. And I like Plumlee. It's just that Plumlee reminds me of like a, uh, Rudy Gobert. Plumlee is like a, a, a Rudy Gobert. He is completely dependent upon whoever is with him. If he doesn't have a playmaking guard playing with him, then he's basically null and void. He is useless. He is a statue, a seven-foot statue out there moving around on offense. Um, he basically should just stand in the corner. Uh, he can't even do that because then there's nobody to kick to to shoot threes. So he's basically a waste of a man during those those opportunities. Uh, during that time, I think would have – with the exception of the fact that MPJ wasn't playing exceptional defense or even good defense for that matter. Um, I think that that would have been a good time for either a bowl bowl to get a few minutes or you put MPJ in there to get you some offensive production, somebody that can shoot off of that pick and roll and make the uh, offense a little more, um, or make uh, the Lakers defense, I should say a little more honest, um, you definitely have to start running that pick and roll with MPJ and Morris a lot more often or the pick and pop. Either one would be fine because actually I don't think MPJ could drive all that hard. Um, but tonight, as for tonight and tonight's uh, game and how the Nuggets can win, um, the only way the Nuggets are going to win this game is if they com- they can- they don't come out and lay an egg in the first quarter. They have to come out with so much energy that the Lakers actually quit in the first, second quarter. If not only that, they have to stay pedal to the metal and they also have, they're going to have to out rebound. And I know that's the simplest term to go to, but they're going to have to out rebound and crash the boards. They should have two guys crashing the boards at all times, offensively and defensively. There should be only three guys uh, trying to avoid the fast break and there should be two guys crashing the boards. Do you know how the, 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 the bulls had a, had a dynasty how, because they had guys that were willing to crash the boards. They had the Luke Longleys. They had the worm. They had those guys that were, that weren't going to show up on the stat sheet except for on the rebounds. Why? Because rebounds gives you second chance opportunities. Rebounds gives you fast break opportunities. If you don't get rebounds, you give the other team what? Second chance opportunities. You give them fast break opportunities. That is the simplest of in, in basketball. You have to be able to rebound. You have to rebound, 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 and you have to check your man and keep him from getting a rebound. Dwight Howard is used to be 
a great player. He is not that great of a rebounder anymore. He he doesn't even jump that high. Um, and, and the one rebound dunk that he had uh, over a couple of Nuggets players was over the back anyway. So that should have been a foul too, but it didn't get called. And 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 that's what it is. We're in game five now. We're down 3-1. Excuse me. The Nuggets are down 3-1. And that's where we are, Denver fans. That's where we are right now. All right. So coming back, coming back, we have Josh Dover from the Monsters of the Midday on 92.5 Altitude Sports. So keep it locked on Take That L. This is GoMileHigh.com. Come on in to the Kacharis River Bed and Breakfast for an inviting and relaxing retreat in the southwestern Colorado mountains. Whether you're kicking up your feet in the comfy day room or sipping on cocktails down by the river, you're sure to have a great time. Enjoy fishing, hiking, and hunting, all with the comforts of walk-in showers, private balconies overlooking the beautiful Kacharis River and Valley, and breakfast cooked fresh daily by the loving hands of the owner, Galen Smith. If you get hungry in the afternoon or evening, grab a cold one, good company, and grill out on the deck. Or you can come sit stay at the famous Dog Bar and Grill, just a stone's throw from the B&B. Book your room now at kacharasriverbnb.com. That's C-U-C-H-A-R-A-S riverbnb.com. Kacharas River Bed and Breakfast. Tell them Arthur sent you. Young Papsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com against New Orleans, so we'll mm-hmm. wait to see. Michael Thomas, not Come on in to the Kacharis River Bed and Breakfast for an inviting and relaxing retreat in the southwestern Colorado mountains. Whether you're kicking up your feet in the comfy day room or sipping on cocktails down by the river, you're sure to have a great time. Enjoy fishing, hiking, and hunting, all with the comforts of walk-in showers, private balconies overlooking the beautiful Kacharis River and Valley, and breakfast cooked fresh daily by the loving hands of the owner, Galen Smith. If you get hungry in the afternoon or evening, grab a cold one, good company, and grill out on the deck. Or you can come sit stay at the famous Dog Bar and Grill, just a stone's throw from the B&B. Book your room now at kacharisriverbnb.com. That's C-U-C-H-A-R-A-S riverbnb.com. Kacharis River Bed and Breakfast. Tell them Arthur sent you. You're listening to Take That Up. Here's your host, Mark all right, welcome back to Take That L. I am Arthur Knight, and this is GoMileHigh.com. Uh, you can follow us on Take That L on Facebook, and you can also follow us on Take That L5 on Twitter. 
All right, man. I have. I told you I have a special guest today. On the phone is the host and executive producer of the Monsters of the Midday on 92.5 Altitude Sports, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I have none other than the incredible Josh Dover on the phone. Say what's up to the people, Josh. I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you guys doing? Appreciate you having me on. Oh, man, we appreciate you. Um, where can the people follow you, Mr. Dover? What's that? Where can the people follow you? Uh, follow me at Joshua Dover on Twitter, Joshua Dover Radio on Instagram, but uh, I'm a Twitter guy. Hit me up on Twitter at Joshua Dover. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm, I'm slowly becoming a Twitter guy. <laughs> Thanks to you and Miles, I'm slowly becoming a Twitter guy. All right. Okay, Dover, let's talk about the big elephant in the room first and foremost. Was it a crybaby move on LBJ's part or and the Lakers to write a letter to the NBA about his foul shots, or was he justified? Oh, no, 100% crybaby move. It's He's LeBron James. You don't campaign for those kind of things. Every team sends four or five plays, every every game, to the NBA to be looked at. But to make it public, a little bit on Frank Vogel, too. And uh, that's another thing. Follow me Twitter, on Twitter at Joshua Dover. I, I put it out there. LeBron James had taken one less free throw than Nikola Jokic before the last game. And that's with five less games played for LeBron James. So... <laughs> It is, yeah, absolutely a crybaby move. And the Nuggets, you know, they're not there yet. It's Draymond Green sent that tweet out. I know you guys all see it. He doesn't earn that call. This is how the NBA goes. But I would argue that they have earned that call. They're in the Western Conference Final. They've come down 3-1 twice. So they've earned that call on Jamal Murray. So, yeah, crybaby move. And the Nuggets have earned those calls. Man, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I feel like I feel like, man, you're you're supposed to be King James. You're supposed to be the biggest icon in the NBA. You're supposed to be in the argument for the GOAT, man. Why would you send that letter? That is that is I don't understand. Um yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was agreeing. I'm saying oh, the same okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not Michael Jordan ain't sending letters like that. Kobe Bryant ain't sending letters like that. That's for sure. That's for sure. I have seen a lot of memes going around that Kobe Bryant wouldn't approve of this Lakers team. Do you agree? Uh, well, that that one's tough. I mean, this is a that's a team with a lot of history. I mean, it's a different era, so I, I guess I would agree based on you know recency bias. If you call it that, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll ride with that. All right, all right. We're with Josh Dover from ninety-two-five Altitude Sports. All right, Josh. So, in your in your mind. You know, take your, take your homer out, right? Because I know you're a Nuggets fan just like I am. But take the homer out. In your mind, do the Nuggets still have a chance to pull out this series? You know, if I'm being real, being honest, no. They, they probably don't. Uh, anything is possible like we've seen in the last two series. But it's an uphill battle right now. I, I told you last week, Arthur, when you and I were just chatting, it's, it's a different beast with LeBron. He, he is a crybaby, all of those things. But he's also, you know, one of like two great white sharks that live in the NBA right. and it, this is an uphill battle for for the Denver Nuggets and where they currently are so I, I said it on my song a couple of times it's on the cake right now I'm supposed to be here you know they're year ahead of schedule the way I look at it right. and this experience is going to be invaluable to what they have going on right now yeah they're definitely playing with house money that's for sure uh, nobody can argue that they, they they're they, they shouldn't be here. Um, or, I mean, they should. In my mind, they should be here. But nobody wanted them here. And uh, the NBA for sure didn't want them here. But they're here now. Everything else is old news. Um, so is in your mind, is Jamal Murray an all-star yet? Or does he still have a ways to go? Uh, that's actually a really 
really good question. I mean, what he's done here in the postseason, obviously that's all-star worthy. But you got to do that for 82, you know? You got to do that for at least 65 to 70 mm. to, to get that kind of respect. I think he can and take his game to that next level based off of what we're seeing. But that's actually a real good question, Arthur. I, I, I would call him still a fringe guy. You got to think about the West too, man. It's, you got Steph, you got Russ, you got James. That Those guards are going to be there every single year so that's yeah. that's the tough part of it but i'm yeah. gonna still call him a fringe guy yeah he he can definitely i think he can make that second team he's probably not going to make that first team all-star um exactly. yep. but he he definitely should be in in the talk coming coming next season that's for sure um yeah. all right so last question for you bud and then i'll let you get back to your golf game <laughs> <laughs> which i'm really jealous right now i'm jealous right now uh so big question do you feel like the Joker disappeared in game four or did the Lakers have a great game plan and executed it well? You know, I'm going to, it's, it's not taking a stance here, but I'm going to go a little bit of both. The, the, you know, starting with Dwight Howard, it certainly changes things a little bit, but it, it's, it's anything. You have to get a rhythm going. You have to be in the flow of the game. And when Joker gets an early, oh, so he just can't do that. And they don't look to him for some mismatches when they should. So it's, I'm going to say a little bit of both, but Nicola, he's got to call for the ball. When he has a mismatch, he has to take that mismatch and, and, you know, get the ball in his hands in the post or at the free throw line with his back to the basket. He's got to be more of a vocal leader in that sense, but it can't be Nikola Jokic and not score any points in the fourth quarter. So I'll put a little bit of blame on him for sure, but Jamal has to recognize the mismatches better and, and take advantage. Well, especially when, when LeBron James took over the responsibility of guarding Jamal Murray, right? That's when Jokic right. should have shined. Um, but I, I thank you so much, Josh, for taking the time out of your day and coming on our show. Um, I appreciate you greatly, sir. You enjoy that, that golf game. What are you golfing right now? Real quick. What are you golfing right now? Uh, not good. Not good <laughs> <before>. <laughs> Is Scotty with you? Is Scotty out there with you? No, no. Hanging out with my dad, my cousin, and my buddy Stark. Just having a nice little Saturday. All right, brother. We'll send my love and I appreciate you taking the time out. You enjoy your day. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks. All right, that was Josh Dover from 92.5 Altitude Sports, Monsters of the Midday. You can catch that show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I know I do. I even, uh, uh, you know, what we call in this industry um, appointment watch, or not watch, but appointment listen to that show. Like I make it a point even during my day at my job where I'm very busy to listen to that show because I've listened to that show for a long time. So I suggest you do the same. Um, I basically have cut my teeth based upon how that show is programmed and produced. Um, so if you like this show, you will definitely love that show. Um, and Josh Dover is a great, uh, a great guy and, and he's got a lot of basketball knowledge and I really listen to him every time we have a conversation. Uh, he, he really is a, a great basketball mind. Um, man. A great young man. I like that guy. All right. So that's my Texas voice. If you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your server. All right. So, so that was a great, great interview and great insight. And I, I do agree a lot with uh, Mr. Dover about uh, Jokic's um, did he disappear? But I still, I still think that for the most part, it was uh, the the Lakers had a great game plan to take him out of the game early um, with foul trouble and. 
uh, it got in his head. Uh, it, it normally does. If you've if you've been watching this team, I've been watching this team since 1983. But if you've been watching this team for the past five years or even four years, I think is as long as Jokic has been in the league. If you've been watching, you know that when he gets into foul trouble, he tends to fade a little bit because he doesn't want to. Be, he doesn't want to foul out. He wants to be able to play the whole game. No player wants to foul out. I mean, not one. I can't think of one player in this league that would be like, you know what, I'm going to go in there and foul out today. You know, I can't think of one one player that was, that's going to do that. My game today is going to be I'm going to get six fouls and not play the rest of the game. Like, no. I mean, he had five fouls. And that that's what really grinds my gears, to be honest with you, about this whole foul situation is that they gave they gave the Joker five fouls early in the third like he had his fifth foul in the third quarter but lebron ended the game with like two fouls two fouls that he he, and he should have been in that five six range too um so the only thing i ask of the nba and my my final my final little monologue here or my closing the only thing that I request of the NBA is please just give the nuggets a fair shake give them a fair chance let these two teams the Nuggets have earned it. As as Josh Dover just said, the Nuggets have earned They came back from 3-1. No team has ever done that. Not ever. And they played through this adversity in both of those uh, series as well. They did that same thing, and, you, and, the, and the league would not give them a fair shake, and they just overcame it. So hopefully they could do it again. I do feel like the Nuggets can be the comeback kids and, and rewrite history and show that a small market team can home grow their players and that they can, you know, they don't have to go out and buy a championship like the Boston Boston Celtics. They don't have to go out and buy a championship like the L.A. Lakers. Uh, you know, I, I I had one guy tell me on Facebook either this morning or last night. He said, "Well, how how is it that the the NBA is bad on on uh, small market teams, but yet the Nuggets just beat a team from L.A. in the last series?" And I said, I said, I said to him, I said, "Okay, you want you want the Clippers to be a, a big market team?" They don't even have an arena, bro. They share an arena with the who? The Los Angeles Lakers. That's who they share an arena with. They don't have their own identity. They have to change out the floor in order for them to play. Like, are you serious with me right now? They're not a big market team. They're a team that's in a big market. There's a difference. Okay? Come on, they have never been to the Western Conference Finals, and thanks to the Nuggets, they didn't get to it this year either. Okay, they are not the big market team. They are not the Boston Celtics. They've never even been to the Western Conference Finals. So they don't have any rings. They are on the same keel, the same level as the Denver Nuggets. They are right there with them, except for the fact that the Denver Nuggets have been to the Western Conference Finals. Actually, this is our third or fourth time being here. So, you know, the Nuggets have been a, a better franchise than the Clippers, technically, if you look at it from that perspective. Um, yeah, the Clippers have probably been to the playoffs more, probably won more playoff games, but uh, they're just not, they're not, they're a small market team that plays in a big market and the Nuggets are a small market team through and through. Um, but I, I'd like to thank everybody today for listening. Uh, thank Mr. Josh Dover for taking the time off the tee to come by or not come by, but call in and uh and give us an interview, man. That you, you have no idea. Like that just blew my mind. I got joshed over on my show. Like you have no idea. Um, and then JG and our special guest behind the glass, making the gears grind. 
and for myself, Arthur Knight, thank you very much. This is Take That L on GoMileHigh.com, and y'all have a blessed day. Let's go Nuggets. Let's go out and win this series down 3-1 and make history, baby. Stay true.